Hey guys, welcome to Touch by Prayer. I am so happy. I'm so excited. Let's get this party started. That's right, because I'm just going to sit myself up a little bit. <laughs> um, I'm so happy to, to have a very good friend of mine, Roxanne Warsham. Oh, come on. Come on. My dog can preach. That's right. We're going to talk about that God has has purposes for everything in our life, everything in our life. How cool is that? God is so good. He has everything divinely connected. And so I just thought that I would actually, um, I would actually share a story that I had. I'm just uh, doing a little bit of side business here and uh, go ahead and just like pop on in, go ahead and let's share this broadcast. Let's get people coming up. Let's get them to, uh, to come on in, make sure that if you're coming in, make sure that you just say a quick hello because I'd love to put your your comments up here. Okay, so I'm going to share a God story with you about my dog. And so this is something that, that my dog actually taught me. So, okay, so I've had my dog Elvis and Elvis was a rescue dog. And before we got Elvis, the Lord really started talking to me about getting a dog. And um, I had to, of course, clear it with my husband. And I started to like talk to the kids, you know, what do you think? Do you think you want to have a dog? And the kids already knew because my husband, you know, had to tell them, you know, mom's thinking about getting a dog. And uh, and so I started to, to dream about this dog. I started to think about this dog. And the Lord started to put this dog up my heart. And he told me what kind of a dog. He told me it was going to be a border and so I started to look at um, at different border collies and I started I knew that I wanted to get a rescue dog because um, I just believe that, you know, there's so many dogs out there and to get, you know, go to a breeder. I just felt like when there are dogs that are in um, in different um places that if they don't get adopted, they get destroyed. And so we decided that we were going to go and get ourselves a rescue dog and we were to rescue a dog. And, um, and so the, the journey started and I started looking into different places and I found a place that was about an hour and 15 minutes away from my house. So I, I contacted them and I, I asked them, you know, do you still have some of these dogs left? And he said, well, we only have one. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, his name is Mr. T. And I thought, Mr. T? Oh, actually, no, it was Kojak. The first one was Kojak. He goes, his name is Kojak. I go, Kojak? I go, oh, who loves your baby? All right, let's go. So I I pile the kids into the car. We go to this, um, we go to the, um, to the animal rescue place. And they bring out uh, Kojak to us. And this dog comes out and I felt so, he hated being in the cage. He was biting the cage. He hated being in the cage. And uh, and I said, well, what happened to the rest of the dogs? And they said, well, all the dogs were adopted very quickly, but uh, Kojak, who we now call Mr. T because he had some hair growing in. So he, so he looked like Mr. T. And um, he, they said, well, we kept him back because he had mange. He's fully taken care of and he's gotten all his shots. But, you know, he was pulled back. And so we went ahead and that's who we adopted. We adopted um, Mr. T, who we named Elvis. And Elvis grew and he was such a great dog. And um, he probably was about uh, two or three years old at this point when uh, I started to spend time with the Lord and the Lord started to kind of talk to me. And so there was this day and it was one of those blustery kind of cold day and uh and it was in 2010 
and it was kind of rainy outside and it wasn't a great day to go, but I just felt like, take my dog to the park. I'm like, what? Take my dog to the park. No, no, no. It's icky outside and it's cold outside and it's really nice and warm in here. And I just kind of want to stay here. So can I just stay here? And it was like, take your dog to the park. And then I was like, you know what? I have a big backyard. I'm just going to open up the door and I'm going to let Elvis go outside. But you know what? When I opened that door, Elvis did not want to go outside. He just had no, no interest in going. And I felt guilty about it. So I piled Elvis into the car and I took him to the dog park. So we're at the dog park and he's playing with a couple of the dogs. And then all of a sudden he he finds this dog. He finds this dog and they're playing and they're just playing with each other. And he's jumping up in the air and he's acting like I've never seen him act before. And I thought, my goodness, what a great, this is so great. The dog really likes my dog. And so I walked over and I found the owner and I said, oh, is that your dog? And she said, yes, yes, that's my dog. And I said, oh, I said, is, is your dog a border collie? And she says, well, he's part, she's, she, sorry, she's part border collie. Um, and she's part black lab. And I go, oh my gosh, that's, that's my dog too. She goes, yeah, you know, she's a December dog. I said, oh my gosh. So, so it's mine. And she looks at me and she goes, is that Mr. T? And I was like, what? And she goes, is that Mr. T? I go, Oh my, yes. I, I, I said, it, she says, that's his sister. And we, we stopped and we paused for a minute and we were watching these two dogs who were siblings and they were playing together and they were having so much fun. And we, we shared the story and we cried a little bit because what were the coincidences that, you know, because where I lived and where she lived and for us to get to a park, we were so far away from where the um, where we adopted these dogs from. We were an hour and, and 15 minutes away and it was a cold and icky day. But see, God had something that he wanted to show me. And he wanted to show me that he cared about my dog because he knew that his sister was at the dog park. And so there was an opportunity for my dog to see his sister again and for them to play. And then there was an opportunity for my kids to meet his sister and watch them play together. And we did it a couple of times and then we kind of lost contact. But what was really interesting and what really touched me and what God taught me is if God cares about my dog so much, isn't he concerned about things about me, about meeting people, connecting me with people, bringing people into my life, especially, you know, especially when it seems inconvenient. And that's exactly what leads me into this introduction to my beautiful friend Roxanne. So what happened is I was um I was in Texas and I thought that I was going to be able to to catch up with her but I didn't think that that was going to happen because of just you know when you go someplace and you have a bunch of people and everybody has we have stuff to do and and so it just wasn't going to work but see God had something planned. And so what he what had happened is my ticket for some crazy reason got canceled. And so because my ticket got canceled, I got to stay there an extra two days. And I knew that there was a reason that I was staying for an extra two days. And one of those reasons was because I was going to get to meet Roxanne in person. And so when I got to meet her, we we sat, we talked, and we we definitely connected. And God has brought a beautiful person into my life. So without further ado, let me introduce you. To Roxanne Warsham. Okay, Roxanne, thank you so much for coming on Touch by Prayer. It is so awesome to have you and to celebrate your book, 
my dog can preach. How cool is that? Lisa, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I'm so honored to be here. This is my second time on Touch My Prayer. Yes, it is. With you. So what a true honor. And I'm super excited to share my brand new book that the Lord gave me with the world. So I thank you so very much. Uh, I just love you so much. I praise Jesus for you. <laughs> oh, well, I praise Jesus for you. And we had such an awesome time getting to talk. And we got a chance to actually talk about what God had planned for you, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we did. Lisa, I love that story about how precious the Lord is for Mr. T to meet his little <laughs> sister. I mean, who but a great and mighty God could have orchestrated that, the timing of it, the urgency, even like letting your little dog know, no, I don't want to go outside here because God had an assignment for you and he did not want you to miss the gift that he had for you. I love the father so much because he is so sweet and that mm -hmm. is so thoughtful of him. Isn't that beautiful? Not, not just for you, but for that little dog that he loves so much. Mm -hmm. And and that was one of the things, you know, when I was thinking about you coming on the show, I was like, oh my gosh, because I forgot about it. And the Lord's like, why don't you tell that story? I was like, oh, it's such a perfect story. It's one of my favorite stories actually to share because it really does, it, it talks about how personal God is and so how he so does, good. he cares. He cares so much about all of us and he cares about the things that 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 we care about. And we because he was able to show me that he can connect, you know, he can find people. I mean, Jersey's a pretty big state, you know, <laughs> and there's a lot of people in New Jersey. And then and you'd be at the park at the same time. At the same, on an icky day. It was an, oh, it was like a November. It was kind of like today was. It was kind of like a November, rainy, cold, you know, you had to put your jacket on kind of day. That's what yeah. it was. And, but, but God was like, just nudging me, just pushing me just a little bit. Just come on, just go. And, and making me like, because I try to put him outside, but the Lord's like, no, 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 I want you to go because I have a surprise for you. See, sometimes we forget that he has surprises in store for us. I know I'm already fighting back tears because he's just that sweet. Mm -hmm. He's just that loving and such a good, great father. Uh, okay. He so gave me, I want to tell you something real fast if you don't mind. Sure. He gave me the very opening scripture for my book. Uh-huh. And it's from Job chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. And it says, but ask the animals and they will teach you or the birds in the sky and they will tell you or speak to the earth and it will teach you or let the fish of the sea inform you. Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this in his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. Isn't that something? Those animals know it. Those dogs know it. Yes, the they do. Trees, the rocks will cry out. And yes, they do. Yes, they do. Okay. So let's, let's talk about how this book was placed in your heart such a long time ago when you first got your dog, Scout. You know, when I first got my dog, Mm -hmm. I just started noticing little 
um, characteristics and habits and things that he was doing that reminded me of biblical truths and principles and even sometimes Bible stories that I heard. And I'll just never forget it. And I, this was in 2004. And as this began to happen more frequently, I called my mother on the phone and I said, mom, Scout is showing me this and it reminds me of this in the Bible or Scout did this. And it reminds me how the nature of our very God is to never leave us and forsake us. And, and I said, it's just amazing. It's like he's even preaching to me. And my sweet mother said to me, Roxanne, you should write all of those down because one day you may write a book. That was in 2004. In 2005, my mother unexpectedly went home to live full-time with Jesus. Fast forward 15 years from when my mom went home to be with the Lord, we're in 2020, a pandemic hits on March the 16th, which I knew it was no coincidence either. I don't believe in them anyway, but on 316, remember for God so loved the world, 316, I get laid off from my job. And I thought, I have this book in me. It's time to write it. I'm going to take this time right now to write this book. So I enrolled in a class and got some writing um, helpers, you know, people to like coach me and help me and uh, started writing this book. A couple of weeks later, my boss called me back and said, Roxanne, why don't you come back to work? And I said, oh, thank you so much, but I'm going to write this book. It's just now is the time. It's time to do it. He said to me, come back to work. I'll pay you to write your book. So I wrote this book from March to September at work. And I did work too, but I mean, I had his blessing to just work on my book when I didn't have work for him. Got my book written. But here's the really cool part, Lisa. My mother's birthday was nine is September 26th. That's the day my book went live on Amazon pre-sale was on my mother's birthday, two weeks ahead of school. Come on. That is so good. That, that is, is so, so good. That is so God. That is so God. Okay. And, and that's the thing. So you had this book in you, you had your book in you since 2004, right? Yes. But it, but it took, it took a little bit of a um, divine appointment in order for you to start moving on it. So it took a closure of a country. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God's like, hey, kick in the feet. <laughs> that's it. I want Roxanne to write this book. That's what I want. Oh, I know. We'll just close <laughs> down the country. <laughs> Yeah, some people only need a little, you know, a little yeah. shove. I need a global pandemic. <laughs> That's it. That's it. But you know what? There were a lot of people who wrote during that time. There were a lot of people that wrote. But then there was also, I also believe that um, that it was myself, it was Debbie Kitterman, and it was Margie Mormon. And we all saw that book. We all saw that book in you. It was so funny because that night I first met you face to face. Yep. Yeah, I followed you on social media and I knew you that way, but I never uh -huh. got to like see you. Uh -huh. And the, one of the very first things you ever said to me, like we never met, we never talked, nothing. Mm -hmm. And you said to me, 
Roxanne, how is that book coming? Like, <laughs> what book? Like, don't be reading my mail, girl. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's so it. Funny. Yep. And so, you know, but what, what happened is because, and, and I really wanted to talk about this because it, the prophetic, the, the, the beauty of the prophetic word is that we all spoke into it. We all spoke into you and spoke into this book that this, what this book was going to do, because you started to share about this book that God had laid on your heart and you started to talk about it. And when we were able to start prophesying about what this book was going to do. And so what it did is it opened up and it started to burn that fire again, because sometimes mm. we'll, we'll get an idea, we'll get a vision and we'll forget about it or we'll think it's too big or I'm not good enough or that maybe maybe it was just for that time, but now I'm in this time and maybe I've missed my mark and maybe it's past my season and yada, 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 yada. But God, but God said, no, 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 Roxanne, I have a book for you. And so as we, as we were prophesying and, and starting to blow on the embers of that dream mm. that was in your heart, that God just was able to start and ignite a fire. And then of course there was the pandemic. And so then he, he gave you an opportunity so that you could do and to, and to become an author. Come on. You're an author, Roxanne. Yay. Listen to that. And you know author. what, Lisa? Um, a couple of years ago, I took a writing course. Mm -hmm. um, and they tried to change the whole book, mm -hmm. you know, make it only a children's book or make it more novel and this. But I already knew what it was supposed to be. As a matter of fact, it was Father God himself who gave me the title of the book. See? And he did it all. So it was just a matter of timing. And also you said something about, you know, all those years that passed. Mm -hmm. You know, there was, there was such a work going on inside of me. Mm -hmm. And so much that I had to learn, so much that God had to drop inside of me and, and teach me and train me. So even though he gave me this book, you know, 16 years ago, I believe it is perfect on time. It's not a day late. It's not a moment late. It's a for now book. And I just love that, that the Lord gave me this assignment, trusted me with this assignment, gave me the title. And then I have to tell you too, every single morning I'd wake up and I'd say, oh Lord, make me the scribe of a ready writer. And I'd say, Father, I just pray this day for an author's anointing. And I get to my desk and I begin to write and I'd say, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say? And the words just flowed, it flowed, it flowed. And uh, it was so much fun. Every day I was excited to get up and get to work and get to work on, on my book. But I would honestly say it's an amazing book because Holy Spirit wrote it. He just really did. When one of my friends did some editing to smooth out some transitions for me, she gave me back my, my work and I thought, man, she chopped this one all up. And I went back to look at the original, what I had written. She hadn't even touched it. I didn't recognize it because, again, I didn't write it. Holy Spirit wrote it. 
So I always say this, when you partner with the Holy Spirit, he makes you look so smart. Doesn't he? He's so good. He's so good at those things. Okay, let's talk about the book. Let's, because I want to, I do want to get people to, you know, as you were talking about, you know, God gave you that, that um, scripture in Joel, you know, but there, there also is something that I believe that God was really talking to me about during the, during the shutdown. He started to talk to me how creation will actually confirm his word. And so sometimes that creation will actually speak, you know, it says that if we don't praise Jesus, that the rocks will cry out, mm -hmm. that there, that there is something about trees, that it says that the trees worship the Lord, that all creation worships the Lord, that like the rocks worship him and the grass worship him. And people who have actually had encounters in heaven talk about how things in heaven are very much alive because even the grass moves and sways and worships God and the flowers worship God and everything worships God because he created everything and he has put his fingerprint on everything. And there is nothing that is, is just lost. Everything is, is, you know, is as it should be in heaven. But one of the things that you and I were kind of talking about off air is we were talking about how, you know, our loved ones are our, our pets. And for some people, there are the furry children to some people who can't necessarily have children or don't have children. And so they have, you know, animals, they have cats, or they have dogs, or they can have birds, you know, and we think, well, you know, when they die, you know, some people say they cross over the rainbow bridge or something, but you know, do they really go to heaven? Well, there have been people like Cat Kerr, who has talked about that are animals are in heaven and we can say, well, that, that's just her. But I can tell you that in my prayer time, as I was worshiping God, that there was one time that I was taken to heaven and I actually was sitting and I was being pushed, I think by Jesus or by the father, not quite sure, but I was being pushed on the swing and I could see my two dogs who I, who both died here on earth, but I could see them. They were, they were a mother and a daughter and I could see them off in the like in, mm. off in the distance and they were playing together. I saw them playing, my two, these two dogs. And then all of a sudden I had a cockatiel when Rob and I first got together. Um, I had a cockatiel and the cockatiel's name was Gaston. And so all of a sudden my bird flew onto my shoulder. Wow. And started kissing my ear just like he did in the mm. natural and just started to nuzzle up next to me, just like he did in the natural. And I realized that it was my bird Gaston. And so here I am in worship at a church and I start hysterically crying because God showed me, see Lisa, I even care about the birds. Because, and it mm -hmm. says that, he says that God even loves the, the birds, right? He says, look at the birds. He says that he takes care of them. He no, takes no care of them. Falls to the sky. He's not That's right. There. That's right. And, I mean, he is known as the lion. Jesus mm -hmm. is known as the lamb. He's coming Come back on. on a white horse. That's right. I, mean, I know there's animals in heaven because he's coming back on a white horse. That's right. And I just, I really felt like, especially people who love their animals and, you know, there have been so many people who have said that they're not there. I'm just here to tell you what I've experienced. 
So, mm -hmm. you know, that is just to, I hope that encourages some people, but I want to really talk about your book because I think that the beauty of your book is it shows what unconditional love is. That's mm -hmm. what I really got. And that's why my dog can preach is so beautiful because just like our animals who unconditionally love us, so does the father, Amen. so does Jesus. And so let's just talk about some of the, just give some of the little life lessons or some of the things that God confirmed through mm -hmm. your dog, Scout, and then your <clears throat> second dog, Arrow. So why don't you kind of talk about those things? Well, uh, thank you, Lisa. First, um, when we were growing up, you know, we had pets, but a lot of times our pets stayed outside. That was my era. And then, you know, as a, as a mother and a um, pet owner, now our pets more become like our, like our little family members. And they even sleep with us or get in our bed. And we treat them like, you know, family members. But Lisa, there's an age group, the millennials and the Gen Xers and Gen Y, Gen Z, all of them, <laughs> that their pets are actually their children, their babies. And these young people that really have not been raised in the church, that really don't know the Lord, uh, my heart's desire is that they would read the book but and get an inkling, get a glimpse of how much the Father truly loves them. And if the only re way they can relate it is by their unconditional love that they have for their dog and the unconditional love that that dog has for them, nothing that they do could earn it. It's the same thing with the Father's love. And that's truly what I want people to know when they read this book is how valuable they are, how precious they are, how much the Lord loves them, that he chose them a long time ago before we could ever choose him. Father chose us. And uh, anyway, that's what I really want to see. I have a a chapter in my book called Chosen, and it talks about when we first uh, picked a Scout to join our family, and we looked over all the puppies, and I looked at all of them, and it was so hard to make that decision, so hard to make that choice, because they're all so precious. But we did decide on, on one, and I talk about in there, like, originally we chose him, but now I see that he also has chosen us because when I take him on walks, he doesn't try to go home with somebody else. He doesn't try to go home with somebody else walking their, their pet. He stays with us because he has in turn chosen us. And that's so much like the Lord. He chose us before the foundations of this world, the Bible says. But now we have a response to that. And our only response is, the only appropriate response is to choose him in return. So just as father has chosen us, we get to choose him through his son, Jesus Christ. And so if any, any of these little stories, I have 40 lessons of God's love unleashed is what my subtitle is. If any of these 40 lessons 
could just maybe just trigger something in someone that they would begin to think about the Lord, that they would begin to think about how precious they are, that they would begin to think about how loved they are, how valuable they are, not because of anything they've done, but just because that's how our Heavenly Father sees each of us. Oh man, if if anyone could come closer to God, if anyone could do that, just by reading this book, I would be so thrilled, so enamored. It would be so worth it to me. Just one. I pray millions, but right. if it's just one, man, it's going to be so worth it. And it's going to be so worth it because when people start to understand that, you know, God, God doesn't waste anything and he will, he has used animals, even in scripture, he used animals to talk to people. He used animals to make a message very known. But if we think about um, our, our dogs, especially our furry friends, especially our dogs and our cats. You know, I have, um, I have a very, I have very, very good friends who have lots of cats. They love their cats very much so. And so, you know, everything is about their cat and I'll never forget, you know, they, they did lose a cat and it was actually during a time where she needed to be with me because we were doing some traveling. And so I felt so bad because I knew that, you know, this was a very, very important cat, but we prayed, we prayed. And the Lord showed me that they weren't going to, I, and I told her this, I said, I said, I, I, I don't, I see that God's going to give you double for your trouble. And I see that you're going to get two cats and they're both going to be given to you and you're not going to have to pay for them. Really? So now, and she said, Lisa, don't pray that for me. <laughs> we don't need two cats. And I said, okay, okay. All right. But I got to tell you that it's going to be two cats and God's going to redeem. And I saw one of the cats was going to be black and I didn't see the other color of the cat, but they, um, they were then contacted through somebody that they had cats for them if they wanted to come and they wanted to come and pick them out. And so they were going to go to this, um, to a shelter and go pick out, um, they were going to go to this uh, barn and go pick out these cats, but it just, it just didn't work out. And so now they were excited about getting these cats and they said, you know what, we're just going to go to the shelter. And so they went to the shelter and they found, they both found two, they found two cats. And so they found this black cat They and say so they, they decided they wanted to get a black cat because it was around Halloween. And so they know that people get black cats to do bad things. So they got a black cat, but then there was this beautiful little, little orange um orange and white cat that she, that she just fell in love with. And so here she was getting the cat. So they said, well, we, they said, okay, you picked the black cat. And because of Halloween, we're going to give you the black cat for free. So if you're going to take it, we're going to give you the black cat for free. So they didn't have to pay for the black cat. And so they were like, okay, well then we can get the other cat because we don't have to pay for for the black cat. So now we're just paying for the one cat. Well, when they went to, they decided they were going to get this cat. All of a sudden it was like, oh, you know what? Somebody actually sponsored that cat. So that cat is also for free. So <laughs> listen, you, you can't make this stuff up. You yeah, can't make this stuff up. Okay. So this is the thing. This is the thing. Because 
she, because she chose to still come, even though she lost her cat that morning, she still mm. chose to camp, to come on a plane, to come and support me, to come and do ministry with me, even though her heart was breaking, even though she didn't want to leave her husband to, to deal with it because his heart was breaking because the cat died. It was very suddenly. And it was this, I, I felt that it was really just a bad attack because she was coming. And you know what? God redeemed it. And he gave, just like with Job, he gave two in, in one. Portion, yeah. He gave them the double portion. But see, if, if we can say, and this is where I'd like to go with it. it it's like, if that is truly God's heart is to give us these animals to love and to, to name and to consider to be our family and to take care of, why would it be that, that he wouldn't want to take care of them even afterwards? Because there have been people who, you know, even my brother who is um, extremely like very scientific but yet when his dog was put to sleep because the dog couldn't walk anymore and it was the right thing to do, he said he felt that spirit leave the dog. So, you know, it's very, very interesting that in your, in your book, there, your dog really had a spirit and was able to pick up on things. And that's sort of some of the things that I, that I noticed is that, he, yes, dogs have personalities, but there's also a way that they can almost like read us. Because there was, there was this one chapter where you were talking about how when you first got married, your husband was staring at you. <laughs> and you're like, what are you doing? And he's like, you're just so beautiful. But yet, you know, and then, you know, here now you have this dog and the dog is just staring at you and just loving on you and just wanting to be near you and with you. And I just, I just thought that's just such a, a beautiful way to how you took that story and how you turned it into a, um, a God lesson. Yes, because the Bible says that God's eyes run to and fro, that he is looking to to see who's longing for him, that he is looking to be good to those who are longing for his goodness. So his eyes run to and fro. Uh, his eyes are upon the righteous. So even as like, yeah, I woke up one morning after I was first married and my husband's face was like right over my face. And when I woke up in my eyes, I mean, his face was like right there. I'm like, what in the world? It kind of freaked me out a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then I see my dog just sitting on the sofa and just in a staring position, like just gazing at me. And it just reminds me how the father has his watchful eye upon us, that God, God gazes at us. But don't we do that when we're in love? Don't we just want to keep looking and keep staring because we're so enamored because we're so in love? Well, how much does the father love us? And he just wants to say, that's my daughter. Look at Lisa. Look at what she's doing. <laughs> That's my son. Look at him. He is being so excellent. Look at him helping that other person. And he's like a proud father just staring at us and loving us and so proud. I do that with my son. Even though my son's 26 years old, he comes in the room. I just want to gaze. I just want to be in his presence because I'm a proud 
parent. And I know our Heavenly Father is the same way toward us. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about some of the greatest lessons that Scout taught you. I really have to go to the very first one, Lisa. And I was walking down my hallway one day, and I have a choice. I can go to the end of the hall, into my office, or I can take a left about halfway down and uh, turn into the den. And Scout assumed that I was going down to my office as I had done so many times before. But this particular day, I took a left and went into the den. And as he's walking down the hall and glancing back, making sure I'm still following him, you know, leading the way. And he kept, he went right past the opening and I took a left to the den. When he saw that I wasn't following in him anymore, he turned around, jumped back and got in front of me again and started leading the way. And it just dawned on me because Father God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And he says, I prefer you go this way because this is a path of least resistance. This is a path that I've chosen for you. But it doesn't matter because if you go into the highest of highs, heights, I will be there. If you descended into the pits of hell, he says, my love will never escape you. And so we have to know that even as Scout thought he was leading me, but was I really following him? No, I have a free will. I, I did something else that day. But even though God says, you know what? Go this way. This is the path. Walk ye in it. But even if we don't, even when we go off, we are never alone because he says, and I believe him, I believe him. When he said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. He has his watchful eye upon us. He is our ever-present help in time of trouble. He is there, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that was the very first sermon, the very first message uh, my dog ever preached to me. And I will never forget that one. So that one is so very dear to me. And then I have chapter two. I think that was chapter <laughs> four, but I have to tell yeah. you chapter two. Yep, yep. It's called The Greatest Gift. And it was how we got Scout and we gave him to our then nine-year-old son, he was in third grade, as a Christmas present. And how it was love at first sight for my husband and myself. It was love at first sight for my son and his brand new little puppy. And it was such a wonderful, fun Christmas. I mean, one we'll, we'll never, ever forget. But greater than a puppy for a little boy at Christmas was a gift of the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords who came in the form of a little tiny baby born in a manger. And he's the gift to all mankind, the greatest gift that we had ever have ever could receive. And my hope and my prayer is that everybody would open that gift. And if you open that gift, a long time ago as a little child and you first believed in Jesus, but life happened, tons of circumstances happened, and you feel so far away from God right now, I just want to encourage you, go back to the gift of Jesus the Christ. Go back and receive him all over again. You are not 
too far gone. You have not made too many mistakes. You have not blown it. I'm telling you, this gift is for you. And more than anything, the Lord wants you to receive the gift of Jesus. He wants you to open that present, not just at Christmas time, but every single day. It Jesus really is the gift that keeps on giving. So I love that one. I have a prayer at the end of that chapter and another chapter too. Um, so that people who have never received Jesus or maybe feel far away from the Lord, they can just pray a simple prayer and, uh, you know, invite Jesus into their lives, reconnect with him, get to know him. And then also I ask people um, to connect with me if they made a decision to follow Jesus, because I'd be so honored to pray with them and, and to know about that and to stay connected with them. Uh, through that. But those are two of my very favorite chapters, The Greatest Gift, and then um, I Will Never Leave You is the other Aww, one. I but love that. I love that. I think that's so much fun because um, there's there's just something that, that um, you know, when we start to, to see how God is doing things and we start to understand that, you know, he, he gives us his everything. He really gives us his everything. And so, you know, that story, especially with your son, you know, you really wanted to give him something so special, something that he was going to be able to just um, to take care of and, and to love and to be loved in return. That I just I love that because I think about all the different Christmas things that that we did, you know, how we were so excited. And isn't that the father's heart that he so wants to give? He's always wanting to outgive us. He always wants to outdo us. He always wants to, um, you know, to show up and show off. I always say that. And so here we have, you know, these the, that you got this dog that you thought that you, this is what I love about this, that you thought your dog, that you were coming to, to rescue your dog, but what your dog really did is he really kind of in a way rescued yeah. you. And there was also one of your stories where you talked about how you knew that, that Scout was chosen for you. He was chosen. He was handpicked and he was given to you because you knew you knew that you knew that you knew that he belonged in your family. You knew that after you got him and you fell in love with him, you knew. But isn't that the same way with God that he chose us? Like you would, you would not take Scout and go bring him back, right? <laughs> like that wasn't happening. You weren't going to be like, yeah, nah, change my mind. No, you knew that he belonged to you. And it's the same thing with God. You know, God chooses us. He chooses us. And so he never gets like, even when Scout, we'll talk about the potty training because, you know, having a puppy and learning how to potty train, it was something, you know, and there might've been times of frustration, but you never were like, you know what? We're bringing you back, Scout. <laughs> no, yeah. you knew that he had to learn. And it's the same thing with the father. Even when we make mistakes, even when we have accidents, even when we, we, we chew up a shoe or, <laughs> or have yes. an accident on the floor. You know, he doesn't say, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that no. ever do that. He's, he's patient and he's kind and he's loving and, and he's good. And you know, the other thing that you talk about in your book is you, you talked about, um, mm -hmm. 
you talked about how when you got your dog and you brought him to some friends, some high, you know, important friends of yours, that they immediately fell in love with the dog and then they had to go out and they had to go and get a dog. And that's one of the things that I love about you, Roxanne, is that you are so willing to share all the good things. You're willing to share it. And you never want to be that person who just is like, no, 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 that's my kind of dog. Don't, don't get that kind of a dog. You know, go get this kind of dog because you want to be special. No, you're like, oh my gosh, here, let me take you to the breeder. And this is exactly what you're going to do. And you're going to get, you know, you're, you're so like, oh, I want you to share the same experience that I have with my dog. So here, I want you to, to see everything and to know everything that I get to experience. And that's what you did with this book not only sharing your love of your dog and the special relationship you had with your dog, but you also talked about your relationship with God because you want everybody to have that kind of a relationship. Well, that's just like, you know, when you share your dog, when you get, I don't know, let's just say a new car and you're so proud of that car and you want everyone to see it or whatever that thing is for you. You know, when you have something so great, you want to show it off. You want to share it. But how great is it that we have the spirit of the living God mm -hmm. living inside of us, residing in us? And why in the world would we not want to share that with the world, with everyone, to give what we have? You know, I love what Darren wrote in one of the comments that, you know, Jesus is the gift that comes with an owner's Emmanuel. I love that. Oh, that's, that's so good. good. Darren Emmanuel. always has, always has the perfect yeah, Emmanuel <laughs> meaning God with us. Why yep. wouldn't we want to share it? Come on. Uh, we talked about when we make a mistake, you know, God doesn't want to give us back. Mm -hmm. I have a, a chapter in there called Going to the Groomer. One time I let my younger dog out in the yard to go play. And I called him back in to come in. And it was... I don't know, 10 minutes, five, five minutes. And I could smell him before he even got to the door. And I said this in my book that he had rolled around and got covered from snoot to toot and something that was horrible. I think it was feral cat poop to tell you the truth. And so we got, I got him in and I put him in the bathtub and I just started washing him and scrubbing him, shampooing him, rinsing him. I, I shampooed him three times. I couldn't even touch. I couldn't even begin to touch the smell. And I'm telling you, it was all over him. So I called my friend Lance, who is our groomer. And I said, Lance, I need some help. Arrow got into feral cat poop. I cannot get the smell off of him. Please, can we come in for an emergency appointment? Let me tell you, my groomer is booked up weeks in advance. But he had mercy on me that day and he let us come in uh, and, you know, he got him all cleaned up. And that's what I wrote about in my book. Sometimes we make such a mess of things. We don't mean to be so far out in the world. We didn't mean to frolic around and roll in the muck and the mire. And we never dreamt we'd find ourselves in such a pit. And we don't even know how to clean ourselves up. But just like I was able to take Arrow to the groomer, we can go straight in all of our stink and all of our mess and all of our stuff. We can go straight to God who promises 
to wash us whiter than snow. And even as I was washing my dog and shampooing him, I wasn't reprimanding him. I wasn't saying, oh, you bad dog, why did you do this? I'm gonna let you just stay like that. You deserve it. No, I didn't do that. I wanted to help him because I love him. And if me, being me, wanted to do that for my dog, how much more so does our heavenly father so desire to clean us up and to make us as good as new, to make us feel as great as he sees us. Have you ever heard Lisa that saying, I just want to be the person that my dog thinks that I am? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. But you know, your dogs think you're so great, right? Yes, I you do. You just want to be the person that your dogs believe you are. Oh, that's so but sweet. What if we like could see ourselves as the person that Father God sees us? Yes. Not in all of our mess, not in all of our sin, not in all of our sickness, but as the finished product covered by the blood of the lamb, mm -hmm. washed whiter than snow, our sins past, present, and future are already under the blood of Jesus. The Bible says he remembers them no more, so he's not holding it against us. He's not the accuser of the brethren. The enemy is. That's the one that's telling you, oh, you messed this up. Oh, you're too far gone. God never is. God is saying, you are a son, you are a daughter, you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And so come on, come on, see yourself as I see you. That's right. See yourself as I call you and let the Lord clean you up. So good. That's so good. My come God on. Can reach, can he? <laughs> yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. Even at the groomers. Even with cat poop on them. Stories because it just put it all back in me again. Yeah. You know? That's so good. Come on. That was really good. And I also, I, I saw that Stephanie, Stephanie actually, she said that her 13-year-old dog has been uh, diagnosed with a seizure disorder. Mm. So I thought, because you love to pray, Roxanne, I thought, let's pray for her dog. Yes. Uh, Stephanie, will you write your dog's name up if you're still watching real fast? And also, I do have prayers for our pups in the back when our dog is sick, when one goes to dog heaven, when our dogs get lost, when we get a new dog. I have prayers in the back of my book, and I have prayers under each devotional every day. So you're right. I do love to pray. You do, and, and I love that you you, you get to uh, pause. And also, <laughs> if Stephanie leaves an address, uh, Stephanie, what's your dog's name? Coco. Coco. And Stephanie, uh, connect with Lisa, leave an address. I want to send you a book. So I'll mail that out for her tomorrow. Oh, I love that. See? There uh, you go. Let's pray for Coco. Lord, right. Come on. We just lift up Coco to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for Coco. Come on. And Lord, I thank you so much, Father, that you love our pets because you created every living thing and every creator loves his creation so father i thank you for your love for coco i thank you lord god for all the comfort that he's brought stephanie yeah and lord, we just by faith lord just extend a hand we just extend a hand over coco right now for healing the healing virtues of jesus christ to be released in coco's body from the 
top of his nose, clear to the tip of his tail, Lord Jesus. You would touch him, Lord. We command all seizure disorders to leave right now. That's right. Spirit of sickness, every single spirit of infirmity that has tried to attach itself to Coco. You have a cease and desist order right now in the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, the authority with which Father God has given us as ambassadors of heaven. We are the heaven spokesperson, and we come with the good news that Coco is healed. Bad news for you. You must leave, but you all have to go to Jesus. All of you tormenting spirits, all of you spirits of sickness and disease and infirmity, I command you in the name of Jesus to go straight to Jesus right now, and we release healing all over Coco. Lord, we know that it's the stripes that Jesus bore on his way to Calvary that we have our healing, Lord. And Father, I believe just like back in the days, like if one member got saved, the whole household got saved. We take authority and as spokesperson and as um, caregivers over our pets, Lord, that they get the same benefits we get. Right children and sons and as daughters of the most high God. So we thank you for our pets and we thank you for healing them. We thank you for touching them in the name of Jesus by your stripes. Coco is healed and we declare it. So in Jesus, holy name. Amen. Uh And the other thing, too, is, um, Stephanie, I just want to say that, you know, if if you look, if you actually look in the beginning of Genesis, it said that that um, Abraham and Jacob and Isaac, they all bless their animals, that there is a blessing. There is a covenant that we have as sons and daughters of the most high God that our animals are blessed. And so I just speak blessing over Coco. I speak blessings over his life. I speak blessings over, over um, the love that you share and the comfort that you've gotten. I just speak blessings and we bless him. We bless him in every area of his life. And I speak to also the, to that neurological system that he has. And we just tell it to come back into order that it comes back into perfect order, that there is no more mishaps or synapse or anything. Yes, lay your hands on him and start to decree and declare that he is well. I pray, I have a 13 year, I have a 14 year old dog. Elvis is gonna be 14, 14. And he used to have seizures. He used to have seizures. And there, there was this time that I was sitting and, he actually, he had a seat. I was sitting and all of a sudden I started speaking in tongues. Now when I start speaking in tongues, he had a seizure and I ran over to him and I start telling that thing because it showed itself. I told it to get out of him. It had no more right. It had no more authority. I started to speak over him. Anytime Elvis has a sickness, when the when he had pancreatitis, I was praying and the Lord said he has pancreatitis. So I went and I prayed over pancreatitis and the Lord said that he was going to be healed. And guess what? His blood level came back. So God does not love my dog more than he loves your dog. God does not love me, Stephanie, more than he loves you. So if God is going to take care of my my animals, he's going to take care of your animals. So you don't have, don't pray from a place of, of, of Lord. You start to decree and declare that's your dog. That dog was given to you. 
that dog belongs to you, that you have a right and an authority and everything that you have is blessed by the Lord. So sickness and disease cannot be your portion. You tell that thing to go. Sometimes we have to speak a little louder because the demons don't like to hear us. And I know that people don't like to hear that I'm saying that, but I'm sorry, it is what it is. And, you know, I'm not making apologies for it because we do battle with flat. We battle with principalities. We deal with stuff. And guess what? Your animals can sometimes get stuff on them. So you break that stuff off. You tell that stuff to get out. You start to the blood of Jesus over your dog. And you start to say your dog will live. And that, that seizure has to go in Jesus' name. So there you go. Um, um, I have a, a chapter in my book called Bright Eyes. Uh-huh. And Arrow, my little dog, um, my younger dog, his eyes started clouding up. He's 13 years old now. Mm-hmm. And his eyes started clouding up and getting blue, like he was losing his eye. And I was praying over him all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, he likes to eat uh, either for a snack, uh, fresh green beans, or sometimes I'll give him a few little plain Cheerios. And so anyway, one day I was saying, oh, would you like a little treat? So I gave him a couple Cheerios. Then I saw my communion. Uh, cups on my counter and I thought to myself oh I'm going to have a treat too so I uh, you know received holy communion and then I also shared it with my dog my I I do that I do I give my dogs communion I sure do so every day now ever since then I have communion with my dog Mm -hmm. and I kid you not within two weeks his left eye started clearing Come up. Come on. Come on. And, um, it's not like 100% healed, but it used to like crust over. It was so, so gross. Mm-hmm. But I mean it. Like I I know that like the communion changed everything. And my sister Jennifer gave me the idea because she had a little Pomeranian with a hair loss disorder. And she took it to tons of vets who said, oh, that's just the way it is. Sorry, can't do anything about it. She started receiving Holy Communion with her dog. And he was over here yesterday and he has the biggest fur ball ever. <laughs> all his hair grew back. Same. That would encourage me also to give communion and share communion with my dogs because why not? Right? Well, there, but okay, let's just let's just talk about that because when we start to give communion to our dogs, we are partaking, we are believing. See. Um, if you actually read about St. Patrick, who like we celebrate St. Patrick's Day, right. it says that St. Patrick, what he did, the reason that he is a saint is because he raised many people from the dead. That's what he did. And it said, and some were very dead. But guess what else he raised? A horse. Yes, wow. he did. He raised a horse from the dead. Come on. Come on. You, We have authority over our animals. We have authority. That's the key. See, God has given us, it says in the Garden of Eden, that Adam and Eve were given authority over the birds and over the land and over the winds. And that is how we can operate as sons and daughters, because we have the authority to speak to the wind, to speak to the waves. We are able to be able to speak to the things that that don't make sense. We have to start taking our authority. And that's exactly what God is wanting us to do. That's why it says that all, why does it say all of creation? 
all of creation is all groaning. Creation. All yes. of creation is groaning for the sons and daughters of God to arise, groaning, crying, anticipating for us to get it. That's it. Just waiting for us to get it. The rightful place for sure. Come on. That's it. So, you know, that, and it was funny, you know, here we are, we're, we're talking about your, your book, which is a sweet, sweet book. And if, if you, if you have people in your life who love their dog, but they've kind of had an issue with church, they've kind of had an issue with religion. Why don't you get them a copy of this book? It makes a great Christmas present. You can actually go to mydogcanpreach.com because that's where People can go and they can get a copy or you can go to Amazon. And if you do get it on Amazon, please make sure that you do leave a review because we want people to know about this book. But get a copy of this book. It's a great stocking stuffer. It's great for somebody who's getting a new dog so that they can see how God can speak through all of creation. But what this is also saying is that here we have this book which is starting to get people excited about how God can speak through the animals. But really the animals are just doing what they've been always doing. They've always been able to, you know, that in the garden of Eden, Roxanne, do you know that the animals communicated with Adam and Eve? They were able to communicate with Adam and Eve. Do you know that as I was doing some research for this book, Uh wondering like, Thinking about that very thing when Adam was given the assignment of naming all the animals. Mm-hmm. And the Hebrew word for dog is, I'm probably not going to say it correctly, but it's Caleb, mm-hmm. A-E, and then L-E-V, Caleb. Mm-hmm. you know that Hebrew word means like a heart? Mm-hmm. Say. So doesn't it make sense? I was it thinking, Man, Adam, you got that one right. You sure did. Dog means like a heart. Come on. And don't we have that? Don't our dogs show us unconditional love? Like, unconditional part of the father in his unconditional love? Absolutely. And so, when we, you know, there are times that, you know, our dogs can talk to us, they can comfort us. You know, when I pray, <laughs> and it's funny because now we have a, a second dog. We have our, uh, my dog, Cash. So, we have Elvis and Cash. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> That's because you're a hunk of bun and love. Yes, baby. seriously. Well, no, it's. I'm going to tell you. So Elvis, when when I was pregnant with my son, my husband would joke with me and he would say, hey, why don't we name, if it's a boy, why don't we name the baby Elvis? I go, <laughs> Elvis? And he goes, yeah, then we can say, Elvis has left the uterus. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. Whoa, so there you go. Crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. So I said, no, I said, but I do love that name for a black lab. And so Elvis is part black lab and part border collie. But anyway, so we decided the Lord started talking to me. He did. He started talking to me and he started to talk to me about getting another dog. He goes, I want you to get another dog. I'm like, why am I getting another dog? He said, I want you to get another dog. So I've, of course I was thinking, oh no, like is something going to happen at Elvis? But the Lord said, nothing's going to happen at Elvis. I want you to get another dog and I want your daughter to pick him out. I said, okay. So I started talking to Samantha and I said, Sam, you know, I think we're supposed to get another dog, which went over really bad in my house because we don't need another dog, but God knew we needed another dog. And so we got Cash and Cash is an Australian, um, he's an Australian shepherd. 
and part chow. And so what's really interesting is that when I would pray, when I would be in, in deep, like prayer, I would cry sometimes because it's what you do when you're in deep prayer. And Elvis used to come over and lay with me and lick me and he would try to comfort me. Well, he has taught Cash how to do that. So now, because Elvis is a little hard of hearing, <laughs> so he doesn't necessarily pick up on it as quick. But as soon as I start crying when I'm in prayer, Cash comes over and he's not, he's not a super affectionate dog, but he comes and he tries to make me stop crying. He does not like it when I cry. So he understands. So our dogs, you know, just like Stephanie was saying, there are comforters. So they carry a part of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a comforter. And so there's a comfort that our dogs give to us. So I truly believe that that's like part of the love gift that God has given us for, for dog owners and for cat, you know, owners, because they know how to comfort us when we're sad. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. I like when you say, come here, Cash, come here, Cash. <laughs> Always calling in your, <laughs> your blessings. You know what? The Lord, no, um, that is so funny, Roxanne, because that's exactly what the Lord said. The Lord said that you will be prophesying the windfall that'll be coming every time oh, you call your dog in. Yeah, he did. He yeah. said, because you're going to be calling everybody. Everybody goes, come on, Cash. Come here, Cash. Let's go, Cash. Oh, yeah. Everything that, well, and so, and, yeah. Kingdom harvest. That sounds That's good. To it, me. Right. And and so, you know, God has God has purposes and reasons that we don't understand. And and just like with a dog, you know, sometimes God will put it on our heart. It's time for you to go and get a companion. And there were a lot of people during this this lockdown time that they realized that they were alone. And so a lot of um a lot of people went out and they actually went and they got dogs that they now have companions and they now oh, have really someone. Cool. Isn't that so cool? I think that's so cool. That's so great. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So I want to, um, because we're, we're, we're kind of coming to a close, but I do want to ask you, okay. So you told us like your, the, the two most important stories. I want you to tell us one of the funniest stories that happened in my dog can preach. Oh my goodness. And if it wasn't, and if you didn't put it in, that's even better. <laughs> that's even better. Well, I really thought that one about uh, my dog rolling around in the feral cat poop. Well, I mean, that, that was yeah. a funny story. Uh huh. happened, but it turned out to be such a great, great lesson. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'd have to look back and see what the funniest one is. You caught me off guard on that I one. Oh, well, you know, the Lord's saying, what's, what's the funniest one? Oh, because uh, you love to laugh, Roxanne. I know I love to laugh. <laughs> um, I guess maybe like dances in his presence. Mm. Uh, because when I get up in the morning, like mm -hmm. Arrow is so happy, he starts doing flips and turns and you know, up on his hind legs and he is so happy. Like, so he just starts dancing and I'll, I'll play with him. I'll play tug of war with him or I'll like lunge and he'll lunge. And so we have so much fun, but one particular time he's just dancing away. So I thought, well, he's dancing. I'm going to start dancing too. And the more I started dancing, the sillier he got, he started dancing more and we had so much fun. And, and it just reminded me of like 
number one, I'm so glad nobody can see me right now. But number two, I was thinking about, do you remember in the Bible when uh, David was able to bring the Ark of the Covenant back? And he was so happy that he was able to accomplish that, that he began to dance in the presence of the Lord. He danced. And I thought, you know, he didn't care. He's the king, right? Mm -hmm. He didn't care what people thought about him. He was so happy. He would just decide he's going to dance. And I thought, man, what if we would just, you know, let our guard down and just act like we really feel sometimes, you know, even at church, you know, we go to worship the Lord for all the great things he's done. And we have no problem lifting hands, you know, and worshiping and praise in the privacy of our own home or in the in our car, you know, as we're driving down the street, I like to open up my sunroof and get my hands up and come on higher, you know, come on. That's me. That's me. We began to just dance like David. Come on. We just begin to just worship the Lord, how we really feel. Quit holding back. Mm. You know, isn't it time? Isn't it time? It is. The world sees some authentic, genuine, born again believers who are so in love with Jesus, Mm. you know, without reservation, Mm -hmm. without holding back, just let's just love God with all that we have, our body, our mind, our soul, our spirit, all of our strength. And then let's love other people. I mean, number one and number two, the greatest commandments, and they're both equally important. The Bible says, what if we just start doing that? Let's dance. Let's love. Let's be joyful. Like, let's make being a Christian an in thing, you know? Mm, That's a good word. Let's just do it. Like, people need it, especially now. I mean, come on. We have never been more divided as a people, as a nation, as a world than we are right now. But Mm -hmm. what a beautiful time for the bride of Jesus Christ to just arise in all of her glory and all of her splendor and all of her beauty. Come on. And to just act like we know who we are. That's so good. So let's dance. Let's laugh. Let's worship. Let's be joyful. And let's be contagious. Well, Christians. let's. and this is the thing, is that we don't have to be any denomination to read this book. This is for people who want to just, who love their dogs and can see how God can speak through dogs, through circumstances, through situations. It's practical advice and it's practical tips that just reconfirm all of the things that the Bible has been saying. And there's verses, there's scripture that backs up everything that you're saying. So it's a devotional But it's also a way to start dialoguing with the Lord because there is that page that says, "I love," and I loved it. When I saw it, I cracked up. I was like, oh my gosh, that is the stinking cutest little thing, which is, um, hold on, time to pause. And it says, today and every day, I will remember that I am chosen by God, my heavenly father. I will tell others that they are chosen as well. And that was the chapter that talked about how you knew that you chose the right dog. This one, yeah. this one was, um, yeah, it has a little place. Wait, is that right? right? Yep. 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 This, this one, one right. In it. 
Mm-hmm. This one is about the heart. You know your own thoughts and your own prayer. Mm-hmm. Which is so good. But like this one, it says, you know, you're, you were talking about up the heart and it says the time for pause. It says today I will focus on my heart and be intentional to lead with love. And I will think about how loved I am and resolve to love others better. Those are just some of the beautiful things that is. So it's not just a book about your stories with your dog and your encounters with your dogs. It also is about a reflection of what that lesson that you learned that was about the father and how you were going to take that lesson and to apply it to yourself. So it's a great way to dialogue. It's a great way to, to build a better relationship. Just like you spend time with your dog. This is a great way for you to spend time with the Lord. Yes. And you know, Lisa, we get so much information all the time, information Mm -hmm. at our fingertips. But what's really important is, the Bible says this, don't just be a hearer of the word. There you go. Be a doer also. So yeah. that's why I put time to pause in there and give I you time to reflect so that you can apply these biblical principles that we know, these biblical truths that we know. And, you know, like encourage someone, maybe they don't know how to step out and do it. Mm-hmm. So maybe they can take that and just try it, you know? Mm-hmm. And just uh, be a little, uh, you know, emboldened to do so. So that's why I have that in there. We have lots of information. You know, we love to hear the word, but we've got we've to apply the word. We've got to do what the word says. Because the truth is, the word works. Yeah, come on. It only works when we use it, when we apply it. Come on. Okay, so... Not only are you right, did you write this book, but you're currently working on a children's book. How cute is that? The Adventures of Scout. I know it's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you. It's I know. Be, um, it's I was going to. Are you still there, Lisa? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I was going, going to uh, think about this next year, taking maybe the top ten lessons and kind of putting them to poetry and. Mm-hmm. A series of children's books. I have it at heart. I'm an educator by trade. I did that forever. But one day I was sitting at my desk and in 20 minutes, this whole thing, the Holy Spirit just downloaded into me and I shared it with you. I sent it to you and I thought, man, that is so cute. That is so good. So I have an illustrator working on uh, the pictures for it right now. And I just prayed that I didn't know the illustrator, uh, but I just prayed that the Lord would give me somebody that could exude the sweetness of what I was trying to portray in it. Mm-hmm. And the few pictures and samples that he sent me, he truly has done that. It, it just is so sweet. The pictures are so sweet. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. And I think that, you know, there's going to be some more books that are inside of you, Miss Roxanne. Thank you, babe. Well, you prophesied this one. And as I recall, like you prophesied New York Times bestseller, you prophesied (laughs) a far reach for kingdom Mm -hmm. purpose. And I'm just believing it and receiving it. What's so exciting is that uh, people are getting this book that I don't know. And they're reading reviews on uh, 
amazon.com. And right before this show started, I got a private Facebook inbox message from somebody I'm not connected with. We don't have any uh, mutual friends or anything. And she thanked me. She says, I'm on chapter nine. I love this book. Thank you for writing it. Come on. And, I mean, that kind of stuff like blesses me so much. And like I'm fighting back tears, you know, right now that again, God trusted me with this assignment. He waited on me to do this. And I just want to encourage your listeners right now. There are things that God has for you that only you can fulfill. Nobody else. The Lord waited 16 years for me when he gave me this book and the title of it, 16 years. He could have given it to anybody that could have done it a long time ago, but he had it for me. If I didn't do it, that book would have never been birthed. There are things that the Lord has for you to do. And I know if there's a stirring in your heart, you already know what it is. And if you're afraid, then I just want to tell you, do it afraid. But just begin to sit down in obedience and partner with the Holy Spirit, who is your guide, who is your teacher, who is your instructor. Ask him for his help. Ask him what he wants to say. And just go for it, friends, because there is greatness inside of you that the Lord himself put inside of you. And there's your destiny and your mark and your legacy that you need to leave while you're still on this earth, the assignment you have to fulfill and just do it, just do it. And you'll be amazed at what he does. Come on. That's that you're preaching. You're preaching. You're definitely mm -hmm. preaching. Okay. Oh, and that, that hasn't stayed with us so long. They're so patient. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just think that you're awesome. And I love that you are always willing to pray. So if, if you guys want to reach out to Roxanne, you can go to mydogcanpreach.com. You can tell her how you enjoyed listening to her stories. You can get a copy of her book. If you don't get the book from My Dog Can Preach, you can also go to Amazon.com. If you do go to Amazon.com, make sure that you leave a little bit of a review because those reviews help other readers to decide whether or not this is a book. Also, share with your friends. Christmas is coming. Tell your friends, hey, yeah. if you know a good per if you need to get something that's unique and different and you want to, there are a lot of people who love their dogs and, you know, they, they're starting to become a little bit more spiritual minded and maybe they've never heard of something called a devotional. This is a devotional guys. I'm just going to say it not, it, maybe it's not just for every single day, like a typical devotional, but this is going to give you some food to think about. It's going to give you, there's 40 lessons. So you could actually use this for 40 days. So I'm just saying that that, that yeah. there is a devotional in this well, along with the stories. And that's what I really love. So there's there's something for everybody. But most importantly, it's really about seeing that that God is able to use everything that is in your life just to tell you constantly how much he loves you and how much he appreciates you and, and how he adores you and how you were chosen and how he doesn't give up on you and that he will never leave you or forsake you that he's in it for the long haul, just like a dog. A dog is in it for the long haul. They're going to stay by your side until it's time for them to go and spend some time with Jesus. How about that? Yes. Is that good? 
<laughs> That's great. Lisa, thank you so, so, Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. I love you. I love you. I, I love you too. Jesus for you. Thank you. <laughs> Well, absolutely. And so again, there it is. My dog can preach 40 lessons of God's love unleashed. So take a moment, go to, uh, I know, right? Go and uh, go out, go get a, a copy for yourself and grab one for a friend. So God bless you, Roxanne. I'm going to put you off air. So hold tight. I'm going to come right back to you. Okay. Thank you all, all right. for listening and for all your comments. And Stephanie, please go to mydogcanpreach.com. There's something you can fill out there and just give me your name and your address. And I'd be honored to send you a, a book for you and Coco. Oh, that's so sweet. All right, honey. Love you. See you in a bit. Okay, guys. So thank you so much for coming on Touch by Prayer. Thank you so much for just for uh, for hanging in and, and being here. I know it went a little longer, but I really felt that there was so much more that we needed to discuss. And I just wanted to encourage you guys that this coming Friday, I know I have two, I have two Touch by Prayers this week. So this coming Friday, it is it is a special, special Touch by Prayer. I actually have her name is Gina Phillips, and Gina Phillips has been working with people who have been satanically ritually abused, who have been programmed, have been in, involved in MK Ultra and all these different things. And I just really felt that it was um, it was a, a very timely show, so I didn't want to put it on the back burner. And so if you guys would like to definitely tune in, if you have any questions about what is satanic ritual abuse, apparently there's a lot of stuff going on. I think it's going to be a very interesting program this coming Friday, eight o'clock, Gina Phillips. So you don't want to miss it next week. I have um, Micah Turnbow. We're going to talk about heaven. We're going to talk about angels. Got a couple more surprises up my sleeve until we wrap up this year uh, of Touch by Prayer. But thank you guys again for, for tuning in. Remember, you should go to amazon.com. Get your copy of My Dog Can Preach. Let's just bring it up one more time. My Dog Can Preach, 40 Lessons of God's Love. You can also go to to Roxanne's website, which is mydogcanpreach.com. Just thank you guys for, for, um, for everything that you're doing. Go out, make a difference, and remember to go out and touch someone. God bless and good night.